Elizabeth. No, Elizabeth. No, Elizabeth, don't. This is Left Unsupervised with Elizabeth Morales, your comedic host that's done it all. Actress, writer, director, producer, headdresser, bartender, beauty pitch, and organizer, rock and roll, PR expert, talent coordinator, bookkeeper, hostess, makeup artist, wife, mother, and general badass. Now listen as she interviews all of her favorite celebrities, doctors, and entrepreneurs that she's met along the way. This week, Elizabeth is Left Unsupervised with your guest, Perla Hudson. Hey, Mace, um, I probably shouldn't tell you this on the air right now, but I need you to pick up Aiden today after the show. (laughs) Great. Why are you looking at me like that, freak? (laughs) Because it's like I have so many things that I do for this job that you would think would be my least favorite thing in the world to do. But like when you ask me to pick up your kid from the high school carpool lane, like a piece of me dies inside every single time. Like I've only got like four left. What scares you? Is it the parents? It's everything. It's like a fucking battlefield out there. Like I don't have kids yet. I'm unprepared for this. I like I get there. Uh, well, you know, I get there like an hour early just to try to get a spot so right. that, you know, I Are basically they... sit through Aiden's science class with him in the parking lot <laughs> just so I can pick him up <laughs> from school. And then the anxiety I get that like one day I'm not going to have that spot. So what? Is it the parents that's scary? I mean, the parents are pretty scary. No, they're you know, fucking that... terrifying. Yeah, they start. They want to brawl if, if you get there early. Oh, there was like they're... a street fight the other day. <laughs> like I was waiting for someone to whip out a parking knife. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what you can thank me for? What? The Scared Straight program. Girl, when you have kids, you're going to really know Listen, you want them. <laughs> I kind of thought I was ready for kids. Like, you know, my boyfriend and I were kind of discussing it one day, and I was like, yeah. And then I started working for you, and you asked me to pick up Aiden from school one day. And I called my boyfriend, and I was like, we are not ready for this. Like, we are a solid 10 years away from being ready to pick something up from school. Well, listen, you know what's the most scariest? After I've had, I never wanted to have a child, and then I did and it's the best thing I ever did. But the Uh scariest thing about having a kid is not having the kid. It's the freaking parents that you got to deal with at the school. They're freaking crazy. Elizabeth, what's the craziest thing you've seen in the carpool lane pickup? Because I've only done it about five times, and I've seen some stuff go down. Well, the craziest thing I ever saw was I went, um, Aiden was new at this school, and, you know, uh, they want you to make friends with the moms and all that stuff. So this one lady, (laughs) she was a little batty, and all the batty, freaking nut jobs uh-huh. gravitate to me. So the craziest lady in the school comes up and she wants to have a play date. And she asks me every day. She corners me. Play date, play date, play date. I couldn't get around it. Couldn't get around. One day, Aiden's like, yeah, let's go to her. Let's have a play date. He was little. So I go to the house. <laughs> Aiden's sitting there playing. Her husband comes out and he's like, hi. She goes, oh, this is my husband. Uh-huh. You know, so and so. And I'm like, oh, hi. Nice to meet you. The guy turns around and she whips her head around like Sybil or, or Linda Blair. She <laughs> whips her head around and she goes, I hate that asshole. And I was About like. her husband? Yes. I, did you know these people before? I just met her two <laughs> minutes before. And then she poured herself a big glass of wine and probably took some Adderall and called it a day. Oh, can you imagine what she does in front of her actual friends that she's comfortable with? So, yeah, you're smart. You better think about having kids, girl, because it's that carpool lane. <laughs> hey, well, also, I mean, have you ever thought maybe you're one of the baddie moms? 
I'm absolutely one of the best. <laughs> They're all scared say, of me. <laughs> because I called you from the carpool lane like last week and I told you that this truck blocked me in and she's like, call the police. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I wish I was there. I'd get out of the car. Care? I'd move that freaking truck myself. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, today we're going to talk to Perla, who is one of my dearest friends in life. And um, she's getting a divorce right now. So it'll be interesting to see how she's handling being a single mom because it's hard enough when... I can you imagine. Know, being a single mom has got to be tough. So we're going to talk to her a little bit about that today. And uh, maybe... Uh, well, and she's a single mom in the spotlight as well. Yeah. so that's, She's a celebrity single mom, which is an added layer. Yeah. And a lot of pressure. So That's really cool. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, let's bring her in the studio and hopefully you can uh, get some color back in your face after you pick up Aiden from school. <laughs> oh, God. No. No. They're too scary. <laughs> let's go get Perla. Let's do it. Hey guys, today on the show we have my lifelong friend Perla Hudson. Perla spent nearly two decades married to the infamous Slash from Guns N' Roses. She was a rock star wife, badass businesswoman, mother of two boys, London and Cash. Now, after a very public divorce from her former husband, Perla sits down with us today to discuss the rock and roll lifestyle and the pressures of being in the public eye, having kids, and creating a whole new identity after the divorce. Hello, badass mamacita Pella. What's up, mama? I am so happy to have you here, girl. I know, man. You had to get me on a podcast to see me. I know. <laughs> so, oh my God, I have known you for, I'm not even going to say we how many years. We can't, we can't. But, um, oh my God. But there was an instant connection when I met you. I remember, I think, I think we were like 18 or something. And you came in, I worked for Rip Magazine. You came in, you were, um, uh, 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 repping some artists. Yeah, yeah. And we immediately uh-huh. connected. You reminded me of my best friend back in Florida, Sandra. Well, basically, we look like twins. You as do. Well. <laughs> and she was on. She was on the show too. You know, uh, with her eleven Emmys. You uh, know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I just want to talk to you. So, it. I've known you for. Ever and the one things I the one thing I admire about you, Perla, is your strength. Your love is enormous, and your loyalty. When you are with somebody, you know it's a ride or die. Absolutely, you know Listen, loyalty is everything. If there's one thing I learned from my family is you got to be loyal, and your family is everything, and you stick to them. And if you get driven through the coals, you're driven through the coals, but you stay loyal and true. Well, and I'm sure I right, don't waver. Right. And I'm sure right now it's very telling who your real friends are going through this very public divorce that I know is very taxing and hard. You want to talk a little bit like how did you meet Slash? Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> funny enough, I uh, met Slash. Well, you know the story. Thanks to you who kind of uh, pointed. I saw a magazine of him <laughs> at your office and I was like, what is the deal with that guy? You're like, this guy's hot. I'm going to marry him. This is it. Um, but I was never, you know, I was never a groupie. I wasn't even into rock music. I was raised, for you, those of you out there that don't know, extremely Cuban. Elizabeth and I are both Cuban. And I was going to salsa clubs and dating Colombian drug lords at that time. <laughs> you know, rock and roll was not in my cards or even anything that you I You are Cubanita. Totalmente. <laughs> and so anyhow, I met Slash. We automatically clicked. Um, this was when he was with Guns N' Roses. And 
we automatically clicked and we dated off and on for a couple of years. I was uh, busy, you know, getting my life life together and getting started in my life. I was very young, I was 18, I believe, when I met him. Right. And, um, you know, he was in the biggest band of all times back then and now. And, you know, I knew it was just fun. I knew that there wasn't anything that was going to come of this that was permanent. I'd be an idiot had I thought that he was going to have a, you know, committed relationship at that time right. with me. Um, then uh, we you started rem- working yeah. for him, too, right? Well, Jeff, we well we remained friends over the years. Right. And um, he... Because he was married before you. Yeah. Well, didn't you go with me on his uh, to his wedding party? Were you the one that went with me? No, I forgot who went with me. I was like, I refuse to let him get married. But then, of course, I did. And, I was. Uh, I heard all about it. Yeah. Well, he wrote about it in his book, I believe. But yeah, we we were together the night before his wedding, and you I know, remember he, that part. And I remember yeah. you calling me. Oh, I just left a slash's room. He's getting married today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and 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 that was it. It was casual for me. I knew I had a connection with this man, but there was. I don't believe in pressing pressing things, and timing is everything, you know. And basically, I am that example of timing is everything for everything that's occurred to me in my life. Right. So you know, when I ended up running into him again, I had gone and you know was back and forth in Europe and working and trying to start my management company up. Because you travel a shitload. Traveling is my lifeline. If I didn't, if I don't travel, I lose my cookies. There's something about me that wanderlust spirit, as they say. Right. You're a free spirit, girl. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm a total free spirit, yet I'm very grounded at the same time. It's yes. Weird. Yes. And you've always made money. You, your entrepreneur skills are sick. Well, when your dad was, you know, a huge drug dealer, you kind of like have to learn to make money and deal with your deal with things yourself. I have to tell you, like, you know, there was nothing more, uh, nothing that taught me more than being raised that way in my family, because one day we'd have money, but then the next day we would have nothing. And I really learned that what is easy come, easy go. Right. You know, you you end up spending it. If you don't have something to do all day when you made, you know, a couple hundred grand and you have nothing to do all day, you're going to spend it all day. Right. So I always, you know, maintain myself busy in whatever it is, whatever it is that I'm doing. And, you know, having that that background of, you know, people think it's immoral, but it really gave me morals. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, what it gave you was a work ethic because your work ethic is incredible. I mean, you, I, I, I always tell Mike, um, Perla takes two pennies, um, puts them together and all of a sudden there's like all this cash and I'm like, I don't know how she does it. Right. She's got the magic touch, <laughs> that Midas touch. That's true. I got, I got the hustle. I got yes. the hustle gene. So yep. right now being in the public eye and the struggles that that I'm sure that you're going through because a divorce is hard enough oh my God. when you when you're not in the public eye right. and even when you're friends with the person you're getting divorced with it's a very complicated and emotional how are you and the boys dealing with it now like how do you how do you do it and how do you maintain also going through this battle oh, it's so your hard. your your peace of mind well you know it's been um, four years since he left me. And the boys, and we're still not divorced. For the first like year and a half, he did nothing. He just dragged his heels. He did this to me again. Sasha's filed for divorce a few times, so this time I didn't know w- what 
if it was any different than the last time. Well, you know? I remember so, he filed two and boys didn't even know and right. you got off the plane and right. you had to deal with that whole mess. Yeah, that was that. That was in 2010. And then 2011, he files when I'm on vacation with the boys in Hawaii and the boys in London was watching a movie on my computer. He was watching, uh, it was at the time that there was that whole big to-do about... What was that movie? The one with Kim Jong-un, the funny one, the interview. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when you couldn't get it online, but he was watching it online and the ticker comes by TMZ says, you know, Slash and Pearl are getting divorced. So, yeah, no, he he tends to function like that. And that's how he found out. Yeah, that's how the boys found out. We kept it hard. We kept it from cash till we came home. Um, But, you know, it's it's really sad because it's a situation where I sat down with Slash originally and I told him everything that I wanted, what would make me happy and how I wanted to move forward. And that was four years ago. Five years or four years later, here we are leaning towards all of that. Yet I've spent, I don't know, six, seven hundred thousand dollars in legal fees. The stress I've put on so much weight, my neck, my back has never been has been has been horrible and it's all stress related. You know, well, stress and, is very something that can and destroy I you. Thought, and I thought that when we separated, like for the first year of our separation, I still worked for him. I still worked for our companies. And I thought that I would always be a part of that because when I, you know, when I looked out for Slash, there's a difference with someone like me and there's a difference with someone like your average business manager per se. Your average business manager is looking at you like, holy shit, I need to make as much money off of you right now because I don't know the day that you're going to fire me. Right. I don't know if I'm going to get other clients. I don't know what's going on. So I'm going to let you make shitty decisions as long as they, it loads my pockets. Right. With me, it wasn't like that. I wouldn't let him make the city, shitty decisions. I was always you know, looking at it as a long term for me. With him, and even if I was still representing him now, it wasn't about give me a $2 million advance up front. It was like, hey, I'd rather have a bigger percentage along the years than the, than the percentage up front. The longevity of it. But yet everybody else around him wanted the percentage up front. So our divorce has really become quite nasty and political, and it's you know due to these other people and influences. It's other people's interests. Other people's interests are benefiting from our sadness and our children's sadness and our destruction of our family. And that's the worst part about a divorce. And now I get it. I see it. He sadly doesn't, you know, and if Slash ever hears this one day, the truth of the matter is, and I've told him always, you can't be the fucking best at everything. He is hands down the world's best motherfucking guitar player of all times. Yeah. I give this to this man, hats off, salute. I see his dedication. Yeah, he has a natural talent, but this man works for it. Right. There's a guitar in his hands 24-7, and I give him that. But you can't be the best that and be a great business person. And you can't be a great, you know, could be father. And you can't be all these other – you can't be great at all these other things. Right. And that's more or less what how, what I've always – what I've been telling my children is the same thing, like – you know, they're like, why isn't our dad, you know, there more? Why isn't dad like so-and-so's dad and what have you? And the truth is, is that that's not who he is. He's never going to be that. He's the best at this other thing that gives us this lifestyle. Right. And he loves you the way he loves you. And that's how he's capable of loving you. It's not that he doesn't love you, you know? Right. I know. Did I digress into something <laughs> no, completely No, no, no. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's not even like... You're not saying he doesn't love his kids. You're saying Absolutely he's... Absolutely not. You're he saying, does. yes. He loves the best way he's capable, capable of. of. Right. Now, 
all this that you were saying, I remember um, a time, well, a lot of times, um, when Guns N' Roses had broken up. And for years, you tried to get Slash to get back together with Guns N' Roses and told him, hey, Slash, this is going to be really good for you, you know? And it was something that you um, kind of really, really kind of hit home with him constantly because you knew how good it was going to be. Of course. And after all these years of working for him, with him, dedicating yourself, how do you feel now that you're not together? that he's back with Guns N' Roses and reaping the benefits of everything that you had told him was going to happen. You know, I have to say I'm genuinely just happy for him. Oh, that's amazing. Because slash what, what makes, you know, what makes you or I could be a hug from our children. Right. And I'm not saying that that isn't something for Slash, but what makes Slash gives him what he needs is getting up on stage and playing in front of hundreds of thousands of people. You know, and being able to really touch people around the world. And this is what this is what fuels him. So I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. I don't need to be backstage next to him. I wasn't there when I was married to him. I was at home raising the kids or working for him or something. Right. So really, there's nothing of that that I miss. I'm just really happy that he got the chance to do that and that his kids are getting a chance to see him in that light. You know, and I just hope it really lasts. Well, uh, Perla, you have such amazing strength. I really hope and wish that you guys um, come to an agreement that will benefit both you and your kids and, and that Slash could be happy with, too, because, you know, you are an amazing person. Thank you. And also, like... Now let's get into some fun stuff. Ooh. Like, let's talk a little bit about. Tell me your. Cr- wait, wait. Let's 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 re- rewind a minute because I don't I don't just want to leave it off on that with our divorce situation and stuff. Right. Okay. You know, I want to I want to leave it at the most important thing in any marriage is always respect and loyalty. Correct. Okay. Respect for that person and be loyal to that person, and just because you're not in a bed with them every day. You still owe them a loyalty. You still have to be loyal to them, regardless of what they did to you, regardless if he cheated, regardless if he stole, regardless whatever it is. Right. You know, and that's where my head is and always will be at with him. You know, and honestly, for me, you know, people have asked me, what do I miss the most of being married to Slash? I miss my best friend. Yeah, because you guys sadly, were... right? Sadly, we were friends. We were like you guys were super close. We were more friends probably than anything, to tell you the truth. I thought you guys would be together forever. Right. So I, I miss that because I miss that, and it's just a shame that the reason, the reason why we can't have that isn't because of him. Well, at the end of the day, it is because of him. It is because he lost that respect and loyalty factor. Right. And it's also all the other people in his head that they're. All everybody is benefiting from this, and other people's insecurities are what's keeping us apart. You know, I hope and I pray that um, I'll be here always. You know, open arms for him. Oh, you know, I know you still have a lot of love in your heart, of course. For for Slash, he's made me a mother. Well, yeah, he's the father of your beautiful baby. And I, you know what? And he's basically in the same situation where I met him. When I met him, he had left the biggest rock band. He had left guns. He was left for dead. Even the same people around him today are all there now. What makes it any different? Why weren't they there for him then? 
at all the hospital visits that you went hospitals, to. Hospitals, dude, during the divorce, I had to put together like a timeline of everything. <laughs> I didn't realize until I went in hindsight and looked at this. The first four years of my life was between, you know, declining heart transplants, hospitals, ODs, cleaning him up because he got cardiomyopathy in his heart. Right. And that means basically your heart swells up like a, the size of a Nerf ball of Nerf football. Oh, my God. And your blood doesn't pump. But for the longest time, we weren't sure what it was. It right. Was, is it indigestion? Did he eat something salty? Because he'd go to Taco Bell, and that's what would activate <laughs> it. So for like the first four years, that's basically all I did. Then I got pregnant. And then it's like, okay, we can't just count on this Guns N' Roses money coming in. We need to do something. Right. And together, we built his brand. Together, we started licensing the T-shirts, the merchandise, the rights, the book. Velvet Revolver came along. Like... That was something that was brought up. And that was a huge of, part created by you. Of course it was because he had nobody but me. Everybody had turned their fucking backs on him. It's like he took a, a I forgot pill, forget it all, and uh, and forgot about those things. But right. that's that's the truth of the matter. So, you know, it was our son's birthday yesterday, uh, day before yesterday. And, you know, for many birthdays, I have I have always invited him birthdays and special events and stuff like that. And this, this birthday, I, I wrote him and I said, you know, I would never, ever, ever leave you out. You know that you're always invited. Like I said, I spent my entire life, more than half of my life with this man. And I have his children. And I will fucking forever be loyal to that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, but that's beautiful, head, you know. Curly-headed motherfucker. I know. And that's the sad part is that there's a lot of love because I believe Slash, of there's course. a lot of love there for you too. Of and a lot of, and you have a lot of love for him too. And it's sad because I think a lot of the times it's not really you or Slash. It's everybody around them exactly. that is feeding and, you know, trying to uh, quote unquote protect. But what we really know what they're doing. The sad thing they're is. They're protecting their own interests. Exactly. And one thing's so sure, and, you know, a friend of mine, Alison Dubois, told me this, and she told me, fame trumps money. Yeah. People, there, You also have those people that just want to be around him because he's famous. Well, yeah, and, they, and those are the people who will never say no. Yeah. You know, even and if the, it doesn't benefit. Yeah. But yeah. It, you know what? That's the way it is in everything. But one thing's for sure is everything that I've learned in my life with him and, you know, when it comes to the music industry and career-wise – you know, now I'm putting it all into my son, London, because I don't know, if, you know, London, my eldest son, who just turned 16, has started a rock band. They're called Classless Act. Oh, my God. Let me tell you guys. <laughs> I saw him at the Whiskey A Go-Go. Perla. All the aunties came I out. got goosebumps, okay? Yeah. I was like, he's so freaking talented. He's an amazing drummer. Such stage presence. The band... I can't believe they're that young. I mean, yeah. they're so seasoned. I mean, they perform so great. I was so proud. I'm sure you're beaming. Tell me a little bit about what it feels like to see your son on stage now. You know, it's it's like it's full circle. You right. Know, I knew that they would have it in them always. But uh, it's honestly, to tell you the truth, it's it's not a surprise. And it's something that just feels natural to me. Right. You know, um, and so managing him and, you know, talking. So with you're them, managing Classless I, Act I now. Am, I am managing them. I'm thinking of bringing in a co-manager because I learned my lesson. It's really hard to, you know, work with someone that you love, your kid or your you're husband. A, be a stage mom is hard. Uh, yeah, no, a manager. And, 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 you know, so 
But I am pretty much full-time managing them and, you know, just trying to slow them down. They just want to get out there and they want to play and they want to, you know, go put out songs and this and that. And I'm like, you know what, guys? You got 10 songs? Call me when you got 30. Get in there. Work on your craft just because I'm pretty – I'm probably you could say I'm pretty hard on them, you know, as well just because I know the industry and I'm going to be honest and I'm not going to candy coat it to them. Well, and then and you need them, to, oh my Perla, God, because look who so is that is exactly. too. So, you know, he's already going to get a bunch of those – fakers around him just right. based on who his dad is, you know? Right. So you need to keep him grounded. So I definitely do. Yeah. I definitely, and when it comes to keeping him grounded at home, like today, he had to take out the garbage before he went to school. They make their beds. They clean up. They help me with <laughs> Girl, shit. You know what? I'm I Cuban. know you run a tight ship. Yeah, you know. I do. And, oh, you want that allowance check, boo? What are you going to do for the household? Are you going to wash the car? Mom, you can pay someone 30 bucks and they could do it. I don't care. And then what are you going to do with your time? Yeah. You know? I agree. Idle time is not good either, son. I agree. So, yeah, it's pretty exciting. And what's up with Cash? What's Cash doing? He's so talented, too. I mean, I saw some of his artwork. And let me tell you, I was floored. I even had to post one of the things on Instagram because I was blown away. Cash, it doesn't really matter what the fuck he does. Anything that he puts his attention to, he ends up great at it. Now, Art mastered it. Now he's producing music. Rapping, his raps were like better than uh, Travis Scott. Shut up. You we got to get, I mean? get him in here to rap. <laughs> to throw down a he, rap. No, now he doesn't rap. Now he just produces music. Oh but my he's God, making beats every night and he's selling them. He's got his Instagram at Shut Gas. Up. It's at Gasky04. And he uh, posts beats inspired by other artists. So he'll have the picture of them. And he sells the beats 30 oh 40 bucks oh so he has God. a running paypal we named him cash for okay, a reason wait kids, a minute. Yeah. <laughs> he's got his paypal where he's making money from the songs that he's slinging dude he's your kid for sure totally <laughs> can make money out of a penny two pennies <laughs> <laughs> rub them together <laughs> make the magic uh, happen yeah, yeah 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 oh my god so perla tell us about um do you have any Crazy fan stories? Oh, God. <laughs> I know you do, girl. But some that you can share. I, I have to say the fan stories, some of them, you know, have been really scary. You know, we have had uh, pre- permanent restraining orders on people. Permanent, basically, I can't recall if it's three years or five years. Is, right. is the longest term it could be. And, for example, there was this one guy, and I could speak about him now. He's no longer with us on this earth. Um but and before I didn't really want to talk about him because I didn't want to fuel him. Right, you were scared. So he somehow might... he gets Slash's cell phone number and he calls, and he's like, "Is this Slash's number?" I'm like, "No, this is his assistant. How can I help you?" Blah blah blah. And he's telling me that he wrote all "Sweet Child of Mine" and it was for his girlfriend so and so in Hawaii and blah 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 and all this oh, shit. Oh my god! And I'm like, "Okay, so um, what do you? Why would you like to do with this? Like, I'm just gonna blow him and his whole family away." Oh my god, Perla. And my heart dropped to my feet at that moment and I'm like well you know there was you know there's there was other writers too I tried to <laughs> but no it was all about that anyways long story short we had to get a PI track him down he was like a homeless dude we put him on the stand on the witness stand 
And he says he wants Slash to take a lie detector test because he believes the government telepathically stole his songs and beamed them into Slash's head. So the guy oh was my God. a fucking mental whack job. Whack job. And boy, let me tell you, there was another one. This one was kind of funny, but whack job as well. <laughs> um, and ends up she's going to marry Stephen Adler, right? So she's going to marry Stephen Adler. And then it turns out that she's going to marry Slash. Well, I send my detective Mancini over there. And it goes we, to- we use your detective. Uh, we have some stories with that detective. Oh, lots of them. <laughs> so we send, we send, I send Mancini to Oregon, and the bitch has got fucking a house full of presents she's bought in herself for her wedding. Now she's marrying Shut Slash up. and Steven. She ends up getting busted. And finally, we were able to get that permanent restraining order, not so permanent, but permanent restraining order on her because she was on the tarmac in her robe and slippers chasing the airplane, telling them that she had to get on the plane because she had to come get married. Shut up. Was she surprised when she opened the presents? I wish I would have been a fly on the wall for that one. <laughs> well, let's yeah. talk a little bit about you because, Mama, you are a hottie patati. Oh, and if girl, any of uh, my you. listeners that are gentlemen could see her right now, you would be uh, drooling. So <laughs> With my Cuba baseball hat on and my, my Yeezys. Perla. Uh, I was laughing. I was telling my producer, Macy, uh, that you're my uh, go-to girl for any any and every cosmetic uh, uh, procedure or new thing. <laughs> You're my first call. Hey, bitch, did you hear about this? Yeah, when are we going to go do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had the JJ rejuvenation. We've done it all. <laughs> I'm, I'm due for my annual. I went to I went to the gynecologist the other day and she's looking at me. She's like, are you sure you don't want your Mona Lisa? I'm like, why? She's like, allow me to show you your before and after, after pictures. I'm like, shit. So tomorrow at 9.30 in the morning, I'm getting my JJ relaser. That thing's going to be like... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, baby. Okay, so that means you're single and ready to mingle. I am single. You know, fuck being single in LA. I know people say it, but it really is hard. Like it is. It's pathetic. So any single men out there that are not artists, uh, please uh, write uh, write Elizabeth over here and give us your submission because it's fucking hard as shit to find a real man that isn't an artist. I don't want any musician types. Right. I don't want actor types. What is your type? What is What is your perfect, let's say, put it out there. Let's put it out there. What is your perfect man look like? Look like. No, I mean, I look like, but be like. He's over know. six feet tall. I like okay. tall men. I like big men. I like big legs and a big ass. Okay. Okay. Let's, that's that's good dunk a dunk. Exactly. <laughs> you know, um, as someone that I could, first of all, most important, has a great, has charisma. Right. And a good personality because good looks can only go so far. And There's, can handle yeah. you because you're a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. He's got to be a man. Yeah, absolutely. And a great personality. No boys, please. And somebody that my kids can actually look up to. Right. You know, and that's 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 one of those missing things that I've been finding lately. It's like, are my, my kids really going to be able to look up to you or not? I dated, you know, I've dated a couple guys these past couple of years and... You know, really, um, no, they're not. I haven't really found anything quality here. Maybe I'll find something quality in Romania. And I'm good with long-distance relationships, too, right. by the way. Listeners. I, I, I like uh, them long t- the long-distance <laughs> ones. It's like, basically, maybe that was a secret to Slash and I because we weren't together all the time. You know, if I have to fucking go to bed every goddamn night and see that motherfucker year in, year out, I don't think I, I, don't think I would have lasted 10 years, you know? But uh, oh yeah, it's hard being single, and and especially like I can't tell people, uh, you know, I was I had a, a matchmaker, and we had to change my name, and 
you know, and not yeah, saying who I it's am. Yeah, and one it's guy ended up knowing exactly who I was when I met when he met me, and I was like, "Fuck this shit! Dye the red hair. Now I'm blonde." You know, it's yeah. like, yeah, it's it's. It comes with a whole other set of, you yeah. know, fame. Comes yeah. with a whole other set of of. I'm into like a the, Navy SEAL, by the way. Let me just put that out there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no to one of them guys. A ooh. tough military, strong, beautiful, fucking loyal man that can just snap you into place. Absolutely, <laughs> throw, fucking throw me around just like a rag doll. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I have a question. One one last question before we get to our game that we like to play with all our guests. Um, Perla, I you are forced to be reckoned with. You are one of these people that no matter what, you always try to maintain a positive attitude. So throughout all of this, I'm sure you've had super challenging times. What do you do to kind of center yourself again, to kind of calm down, refocus, and kind of put back into you? You know, I have that... I have that ability of always seeing the good and shit, you know, and really being able to focus on it. And I don't know if that's a survival skill I got from being a child, from my parents going to jail and being sent to foster homes and, you know, all the shit that I went through as a kid. That's one thing is that I could always really see see the best in a situation and cling on to that. Yes. Um, Like things I need to do for myself. It's great. You know, I've been off and on for the past few years. I've been chanting (gasps) um, the Buddhist chanting. And I was turned on to it by, oddly enough, by Courtney Courtney Love. Oh, my God. By Courtney Love. That's so funny. And uh, she's been a Buddhist for like 28 years or something crazy. Wow. So recently she brought me back into it and because um, I've needed it. And she tells me, Perla, this is like the Christmas of religions. Whatever you ask for it, you get. You want dick, ask for it. She's like, I'm praying. <laughs> I'm chanting for $50 million right now. I'm like, well, I'll take $5 million in a dick. Can we chant after this show for something? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, we're going to go to a segment called Fake News. Okay. Hashtag fake news. And I am going to bring Macy, my producer, in here. Can she bring mimosas? Uh, Mace, can you bring an uh, extra mimosa, please? <laughs> Thank you. Hashtag fake news. All right, ladies. So I'm going to play a game called Hashtag fake news with you guys. And I'm so excited. All right. Oh, my God. I'm such a mom from the Valley. Oh, I'm I'm so ready for this. Okay. (laughs) Oh, please. You're scared. I heard your interview in there. You're not scared of anything. (laughs) She ain't scared of anything, girl. I don't believe her. She's ready to kick my ass over there with those red pants. (laughs) (laughs) And rainbow. Represent my rainbow Oh, that's my rainbow. Unicorn. Yes. All right. So it's really simple. All I'm going to do is I'm going to read you two news headlines. And one is real. Don't burn. <laughs> with, my, with my champagne. Champagne, the bubblies. Yeah, we have, we have it flowing in here, guys, just yeah. in case you're wondering. Uh, Mimo says it's uh, 11 o'clock in the morning. Well, no, it's 12, isn't it? It is now. Yeah, it's 5 o'clock go. somewhere. Somewhere. Hey, Slash did a record called It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Hey. <laughs> Drink on. Hey. <laughs> All right. So um, I'm going to read you guys two news headlines. Okay. And one's real. And one's fake, and you guys are going to guess which is the fake news. Okay. All right, let's Are do it. Are you ready? Yeah. News headline number one. 
Hard Rock Cafe buys autographed Bon Jovi cock ring for $3 million. I have a sex chair if they want to buy that. <laughs> <laughs> I can top the cock ring. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, sorry. Maybe go I'll, on. I might want that chair, girl. True. <laughs> you some contacts. I'm just going with that on one being true. <laughs> Whatever it is, that's Carla true. says it's got a cock ring, it's true. No, but Hard Rock Hotel, they're not that generous. You know, the guy that used to procure their stuff was a friend of mine. Rest in peace now. Oh, no. But, okay, I don't know. See, I didn't know <laughs> I was doing my research. Now Carla's I'm getting businesswoman. I'm in As here. we're talking about cock rings, she's getting <laughs> business technical. <laughs> All right. News headline number two. Man sues McDonald's because he was depressed after eating a Happy Meal. Which is the true, <laughs> which is the fake news story of the week? <laughs> well, I'll let my guest go first. Cock ring or depressed Happy Meal? Oh, my God. <laughs> they both sound like the truth. <laughs> I'm going to stick to my, my cock ring. Your cock ring is true? Yeah. Okay. And Elizabeth? I'm just going to say cock ring because I like to say that word, cock ring. <laughs> oh, and I win, and I have two losers in here today because the cock ring is false. It was a rumor on Facebook, but it is, in fact, not true, and a man is currently suing McDonald's for being sad after eating his Happy Meal. Okay. Is he from Florida? <laughs> Is that another Florida story? (laughs) The odds are usually in Florida's favor, so probably. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) All right, ladies. Well, I'm going to let you get back to your interview. I know we're a little pressed for time, but thank you for playing along with me on Hashtag Fake News, and I'll catch you guys next week. Thank you. Thanks, babe. That was fun. (laughs) Oh, God, can you please call me and do that to me, like, on the daily? (laughs) Hashtag Fake News, Perla. All right, Perla. So talk to me about what is your latest that you can talk about cosmetic procedure oh, that girl. you're like loving. Listen, I told you I've lasered my vagina. I talk about <laughs> everything. <laughs> you know, I really never have been a fan of injectables. Right. Cindy Crawford told me once, she's like, I'm like, what do you think if I should get some filler? And she's like, listen, that's like filling up a balloon constantly. Eventually, it's just all going to, you know, be wrinkly. So right. yeah. anyhow, so I'm done with all of that. That was that one time and that shit took forever to go away. So <laughs> ladies, yeah. if you're even thinking about it, it takes a long time. Ain't no bullshit like Kylie where you're just ripping stuff out. It's not that easy. <laughs> Anyhow, but my new favorite is all therapy. Ooh. All therapy is a laser that creates these like little um, holes, like little pixel like holes, like, you know, pixelation, mm-hmm. but little tiny holes. Right. And just pumps in a ton of energy into, into your skin. It hurts like Hell. a mother. Fuck off. <laughs> but you'll give you a little shot of something so you don't feel any So you're pain, sedated. So you don't feel anything. Right. And you're just easy breezy. All right. I'm going in with you, girl. So honestly, old therapy, it's it's immediately, you don't see it, but you start to see it like over time. I'm a few months in and you can look at my skin. Your skin looks great. Your skin looks tight. That's from the old therapy. That's it. Like my neck, I used to get Botox in it. Nothing no more. It's girls. I'm f- Listen. I'm a couple days over 40 here, okay? So, like, I'm just being honest with you. Yeah. So, like, my neck, I I don't need that on it anymore. And then I've been doing another laser, Clear and Brilliant, I believe it's called. Right. Just, um, it's the non-invasive... Uh, version uh, to remove uh, dark spots. Right, like melasma and stuff like that, yeah. Kind of like IPL and the other one. Right, right, right. But, yeah, so it's much more. Well, you look beautiful, girl. Thank you. So, listen, Perla, I wish I could be in here all day with you. You know, I have such a blast. I love you, girl. You're like my soul sister from another mister. You are. You've always been my sonny. Guys, just so you guys know, for the 
20, 30 years, something along there that we've known each other. Elizabeth has always been that one fucking person, my ride or die, I can count on and is always there with great advice, not kissing my ass and just you know, just there for me. And I love you, girl. I oh, my God. You're going to make you me for, cry, Thank you for girl. being my fucking friend. Thank you for being an auntie to my kids. Even though, like, they don't see you all the time. I talk to them about you all the time. They know I'm here with you right now. You're my ride or die bitch, girl. You know it. You fucking, uh, I'll bury the body for you. <laughs> I'll dig. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, just uh, our listeners, um, I want you to plug in. Um, any social media that you have, and also uh, the boys. Plug oh, their yeah. social media. I'm at Perla F. Hudson. That's P E R L A F, like Frank, H U D S O N. Um, I'm working on a great show in Ibiza. Hopefully, we'll launch next year at the beginning of the summer. It is going to be a rock inspired uh, review with some, you know, special guest celebrities that come in and sing some songs, a band, hopefully, my son's band, and amazing Ooh. acrobats and dance. Answers all in the rock theme. Oh my god! So that'll be fun. So come back to my Instagram and look for stuff on on that. And my boys, it's uh, at classless at C L A S S. A-C-T. A-C-T. Thank you. Yes. Classes <laughs> Act. That's London's band. Oh, and Cash is at Gasky Official, G-A-S-K-Y-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. That's Gasky Official. Okay, well, I'm going to have to buy one of those beats that he's like... Dude, he's made me a workout list. Hello, I wish I would have called him for my <laughs> intro music. <laughs> there you go. Done deal. Oh, my God. I'll get you. The boys got you. All right, girl. Well, thank you so much again. Again, guys, Perla Hudson. Love this girl. Follow her. She is amazing. Thanks, Perla. I um, love you, Mama. I love you, too. Thanks, guys, for listening to my story. Thanks for listening to Left Unsupervised. Don't forget to stalk us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Left Unsupervised Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you.